0: Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons & Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me the distinct privilege of my entire Paradise Campaign party, starting with, but not limited to, our Warlock.
1: Hey, it's your boy Cody playing Necro.
0: Our Rogue. Hey,
2: this is Elise playing Leonora.
1: Our Druid.
3: Hi, this is Clay, I'm correct.
0: Our Fighter. Hey, this is Nick as Nalos. Our barbarian, hey, the Scoop playing Pahokee, and our bard.
4: Hi, this is Lauren playing Bala the Asamar Bard.
0: So when we last left off, you guys had just sort of taken to the road, as it were, uh, striking back out towards uh, Lake Felmoss to deliver/slash guide the the young lich boy to the tutelage of the black dragon uh yes. oh um something that we should probably go over really quick um we took a bit of a privilege with your character uh Atticus mm-hmm. um it was sort of a realization to the party that oh yeah we do have someone in the party that can actively communicate with the black dragon and so your ability to sort of dream and communicate with the Black Dragon uh, came in handy. And so I t- sort of pseudo took control of your character for a brief period, basically being a in-between the party and the Black Dragon to lead you to where you are now.
1: That's so freaking cool.
0: So yeah, you are kind of like a, you're kind of like a... Miss Cleo medium. That was a lot less of a hoax. (laughs) I'm
1: glad I'm glad.
0: So um, we are leaving uh, Portland Voss heading eastbound into the forest. Uh, Is there any preparations that you guys want to make? It's about a three day ride or like, like a two day ride. Um.
5: Uh, I think I'm I good personally. I don't think we need to make any special preparations no I'm good I think I'm solid too
6: yep
0: alright so the uh, first day of travel is completely mediocre is there any stuff that you guys wanted to try and like interact with the young witch boy about Or were you just going to kind of like not even really talk to him much?
2: No, I want to talk to him and try to get as much information about him um, and his family that I can.
0: Go ahead and just give me a persuasion check then.
2: I can
0: try. Yeah, you need to actually put what the numerical value is, addition to the 1D20. There you go.
6: 15.
0: So, you talked to the kid. I mean, I'm not even sure you guys got his name yet. Is that right?
3: Uh, shoot, did we?
0: <laughs> uh, I
7: don't
1: I'm think we sure. have his
0: I'm fairly confident you guys yep. don't know this kid's name.
1: I can only imagine we just refer to him as the lynch boy right in front of his face. (laughs) I'm going to call him Guy.
0: Well, he sort of introduces himself after a little bit of prodding as uh, Gilbert, son of the house of Kutane. And so basically his name is Gilbert Kutane. And that's K-U-T-A-I-N. And uh, he, he sort of just starts to just drop all kinds of information that the, the smallest amount of prodig. Um, he confesses that he's been an undead for not a hundred years, but a long time. He can't quite keep it straight.
4: I'm taking notes. I just, I, I'm, I'm working on a song. I feel like this could be a great song. Maybe something spooky, something sad. I don't know, but I'm taking
0: notes. Uh, How did he, you say that last name was spelled again? Kut, I just said it. Fuck. Kuta. Kut,
3: Kutain. K-U-T-A-I-N.
0: Thank you, Jace. Cool. Thank you. I was like, I know this world. And then you're like, question. I'm like, fuck. I don't know anything. Uh, We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, um... He kind of just very offhandedly just starts blurting out anything that you guys ask about. He seems incredibly nonchalant, as probably an extended stint in undeath would bestow upon anybody. Uh, You know, you yeah. it's like, how did you become undead? Well, he tells you. He says, well, I got really sick when I was still alive. And my dad and my mom are really influential and wealthy Merchants. Uh, that sort of have dealings all along Medler's Coast. And so my parents were not going to let me die, which is, and he sort of like gestures to his bony self and goes, you can see they only have succeeded. I was not able to be helped by any healer or holy man. No salve would stem the tide of my death but a very important man that I have come to know was some sort of advisor to the king of Felwind and my father reached out and said that there would be no such thing as a as a cost to him that he couldn't pay and so this person this advisor uh Performed some sort of ritual where he took my soul, ripped it from my body, put it inside of of a thing that I'm not supposed to tell anybody, and then said, as long as that thing is okay and it doesn't get broken, I won't ever really die. And I know that that's true because I've tried to die and it doesn't work, which has been really nifty because... I'll do something stupid and die, but I'll wake up a few days later next to the thing that I'm not supposed to tell you about.
6: Well, that's
2: cool. I wish I had one of those things.
0: I mean, kind of. Do you like to sleep? I used to like to sleep. I I (laughs) do indeed like to sleep. I think I would miss that.
4: Do you remember the name of the advisor to the king? Uh,
0: it was Chad. It was a C C name, short, not like Hendo. Yeah.
4: Okay, and how long ago?
0: Oh, it was right. a long time ago. Probably longer than most of you guys have been alive, like fifty some years.
7: Oh yeah, it's definitely older than me.
6: Yeah.
2: Wait, I thought you said you've been a lich for over a hundred years.
0: Well,
3: no, not not a hundred years. Okay. That's what he this is. What he said.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. So somewhere between fifty and a hundred years, he's been
0: a lich. It's been a while. I'm sure Dad knows. Oh. I just don't know. Huh.
5: How have you kept that a secret from all the people
0: in Port... Ah. Lynn Voss. Yeah, Lynn Voss. Well, if you guys knew about me, it obviously isn't that good of a secret. So,
5: well, we heard about it from Chet. So, maybe it's a good secret?
3: Well know about it. I scared it out of him.
0: Oh, that's right. And so he kind of like gestures to Karak like, see, people know, but people don't mess with dad. So they don't care. I don't go and do stuff that's bad. Well, Plus, that's and he sort of like waves his hand across his face a couple of times and you sort of see uh, a very obvious as it forms, illusion appear across his face. And he says, I learned some illusion magic. He looks like a real boy now. Um, he says, I learned some illusion magic from a wizard that dad knows, and so I could go outside. And nobody thinks about it too hard that there's this, been this kid in the port town that's been a kid for more time than someone is generally a kid. Make sense. Well, uh,
2: make sure that you remember to keep up that illusion magic. If we meet anybody on the
0: road, he sort of dissipates the illusion as if you were commanding him to keep it on, and he goes, "Nah, what do I care? We're going somewhere to meet a dragon."
2: Yeah, yes. but if we get stopped and like jailed or killed before, then we'll never actually—you'll never actually get to see the dragon.
0: Who's gonna jail me? I'll just tell them who
2: my
7: dad is. He's got a point. And your
2: dad uh, outside of the city?
4: Ugh, he's one of those kids. Don't you know who my father is?
0: And also, if you guys know Chet, you know that he's a skeleton too. That's true. Does Chet check on you now and then? Dad and him write letters to one another. I don't really know if they're about me, but I guess they're about me. I'm supposedly, like, the best job he's ever done about being a skeleton, which I think means he's done it before, which would make sense considering that he's a skeleton. Huh. Well, that's cool. I'm sure he could make you a skeleton if you asked. But Dad said it was very expensive. Why did your
6: dad become a
0: skeleton? Well, Dad tried to become a skeleton, but there was some reason that I don't really understand. That uh, Dad said he thought about it, and because of some of the natures of being a skeleton, he didn't want to be a skeleton. Mm. So I'm pretty sure Dad's also dead, But he's not a skeleton. He's, like, sometimes he has people killed, but he doesn't get rid of the bodies right away. Like, he just keeps them for a while. But, like, we don't eat food, so I don't know why he does that.
5: I don't know. Your dad seemed pretty normal to me while we were there.
0: Well, yeah. He is the guy that also learned the illusion magic. So, like, he didn't, you probably didn't see, he's got really big teeth.
6: Wow.
0: Oh, like a shark. Sharks have big teeth. I've seen a shark, and all of their teeth are big. My dad just has, like, like a couple of teeth that are really big.
2: Oh. I point out my incisors to him and go, these ones?
0: Why would you assume that? That's weird.
2: Well, is it those ones?
0: No, he's not, like, some sort of evil rabbit.
2: Uh, No, not my incisors. I'm not a dentist. Uh, I I point out the teeth that tend to be long and sharp and pointy outside the ones on the other sides of your uh, rapid teeth.
0: The canines? Is that what you mean? The canines?
2: Sure. Yeah, let's go with
0: it. Why don't you... Yeah. He nods and says, yeah, dad's got really big those. Huh. He sort of, like, points to Karak and goes, he said that that the bird guy saw.
5: Karak, <laughs> uh, were you snooping around somebody's house? That's really rude. You shouldn't be doing that.
3: Yeah. I, I woke up in the night to go to the bathroom And, uh, uh, it, it, his father, uh, is probably a vampire, but wow. it's fine.
0: As you say that, he sort of, like, points at you again. He goes, yeah, 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 that's, what, I've heard dad be called that before, a vampire.
6: Yeah.
7: I love you, tiny skelly boy.
0: <laughs> My name is I don't Yoder. say that. Okay.
7: That was an out-of-character comment before okay. <laughs> that, that gets involved. Before people across the world are like, man, did you hear about that yak that loves little skelly boys?
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'll
5: take down all the statues. Can we celebrate that. Fix
7: that in editing. <laughs>
5: yeah,
3: that's yeah, so, fine. I'll, I'll fix it so, in post. <laughs> They'll find about it out about it in ten years,
0: right? Uh, and then you'll 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 get taken away from your your uh, James Gunn hashtag rehire James Gunn anyway. <laughs> 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 uh, so we're we're on this is one of these episodes, episodes now, by the oh. right? No, this is where the it's it's what is it? I guess like the fifth the hundredth hour of recorded Dungeons and Dragons that I've done and it's like now now it's when we get political. It just becomes a like a like a critique on Hollywood podcast <laughs> out of nowhere.
4: It's cool. I have lots of opinions.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh
7: are we we're like sitting somewhere right now or are you guys have like been right. Okay.
0: Presumably. This is a conversation that's been going on over the course of the first day of travel. Huh.
7: Okay, I'm just making sure before I'm like, I do 200 push-ups this time. So, do you still have
0: all of your senses while you're a skeleton? He kind of shrugs. Sort of. I mean, like, he, like, pokes his own cheekbone. He goes, like, I can feel that. I mean, I can't like feel hot or cold, but I can feel. I I can feel. I don't huh. eat stuff, so I can't taste. Oh, huh. But I can hear, obviously. I mean, we're talking. I guess that makes sense. Hmm.
5: hmm.
7: It's magic, Nalos. It doesn't have to make sense.
5: I mean, that's that's fair. I've seen lots of strange magic.
6: Yeah.
5: I mean, we just watched a weird bug person turn into a giant glowing person. Yeah,
0: like, I saw that. That was weird. It yeah.
5: It 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 was not fun.
0: So says so you. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys have any more inquiries, or can we just like move <laughs> along? I'm good. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's the first night of camping. You guys, imagine that if you pressed through the night, you'd reach uh, Lake Thelmas by midday tomorrow, or you can camp and then reach Lake Fell Moss tomorrow evening or night. What's the the plan?
2: Well, it's just camp.
5: I don't know. I mean, Gilbert doesn't need to sleep.
2: Yeah, but I do.
5: Yeah, but I don't know. We're already taking a bit of a risk here, transporting him, and we told his dad he would be safe. And if his dad is a vampire, like I don't I don't want a vampire to be mad at us. We don't But
4: is it safer to like set up camp and have watch, or is it safer to like be moving through the woods at night? You
0: know. Hey, Gilbert,
4: can you see in the dark?
0: He like takes his hand and like waves it across his like vacant eye sockets and goes, Kinda. So helpful.
5: This is the greatest escort quest ever.
6: Just throwing <laughs> that out there.
7: Gilbert is the second best.
5: Alright. Well, as long as we make sure like, we're keeping a good watch throughout the night, I guess it'll be okay.
6: Yeah.
4: We can what, do two people on watch at a time.
6: That's...
5: That's probably for the best. I mean, last time we did one person watch. No, yeah, Nara like hey. disappeared. And... Hey.
4: Oh yeah, we do have a bad history with that. Let's not have any of him murdered. Hey now. I mean, accidentally, by ghosts. Yes, ghosts did it.
5: All right. I'd settle for watches and pairs,
7: that's fine.
4: Well I can do first watch.
7: I will join you for first watch.
0: All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh so the people on first watch, what's uh what's your passive perception?
4: Oh garbage. Um twelve?
0: <laughs> Less than oh, that. That's stellar. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, no, if you're, if you're, if you're guard, if you're on guard, then make, make a perceptive perception check.
6: Oh, okay. Worse? Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's worse. Yeah, it sure is. (laughs) What's, uh, uh, what do we get? I got that nat one. Ooh.
4: Oh, wait, no, I got a 13.
0: All (laughs) right. One more than go. passive. One, one better than passive. Okay. Um. So, uh, it's peaceful. I mean, nothing really happens. You guys are kind of just, just off the road. I mean, you can easily see the road. Chesapeake couldn't really get off the road, so Chesapeake's like touching the side of the road.
7: Um, I do two hundred push-ups while we're on watch.
0: Okay. That explains that like natural that one. one. Yeah. Uh, who's second watch? Uh, I will. Um, okay. What's your? Sure. Per- I'll go. I'll go second too. What's your guys's uh, perception then? I got an eleven. Okay. You keep doing that.
2: Oh, because my uh, number thing was wasn't working. I rolled an eleven.
0: Okay. Um, who's third watch?
6: Uh,
1: Bird Bird Bros.
0: Bird okay. Bros. Um, well, just just the one Bird Bro. Necro, you don't wake up. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, do you? try to wake him up, or do you just try to do the watch on your own?
3: Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. I'll, I can do it.
0: He seems kind of restless in his sleep, so a couple nudges doesn't seem to rouse him.
3: Yeah. He's probably talking to someone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, uh, so the go ahead and
5: Three voices in his
0: head. Uh, yeah, it's just, we're we're gonna go there in a second. So, yes. <laughs> um. So yeah. Go ahead and give me a perception check.
3: Uh, are you ready for this? Yep. Twenty-seven.
0: Cool. I've got something <laughs> for that. But first, damn. <laughs> damn. Eyes like a eagle. but more like a bird man.
3: (laughs) Wisdom is my good skill, and I'm (laughs) proficient in perception.
0: All right, so, uh, Necro, as we've mentioned in the past, uh, your connection to your patrons kind of uh, gets unfiltered when you're sleeping. So... Not only is there the Raven Queen, your original patron, the one you've sworn to, and this black dragon that lives at the bottom of Lake Felmas, who always whispers much louder in your head the closer you are to the lake. But now also there's this god of war, Thundar, who has enthrust upon you a pact this comes to a head. You see a vision. You're, you're, you're sort of strapped to a witness chair watching a gilded lion wrestle a black salamander, like, almost like a black iguana. I guess let's call it like a Komodo dragon type of creature. <laughs> that are actively both being like flybied and raked at by a spectral eagle-like raven. Or like an albatross-sized raven. And these three beasts are at each other's throats, as much as they can be. And every time any of them suffer any wounds from their skirmish, you feel the cuts and bruises and bashes upon your own body. Uh. Okay. Do you attempt to interact with this vision in any way? Oh, hell yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I guess I approached the, the battling creatures. I'm just like, sup?
0: You can't move. You're strapped to a chair.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I shouted. I'm like, Hey, sup?
0: They all stop as if like you hit an alarm. The, the lizard has its maw wrapped around the gilded lion's throat. The albatross-sized spectral raven has its talons deep in the uh, lizard's hide. And they just all pause and turn their eyes to you. And they let go of each other and prowl over to you. And oh, shit. In, chanting in unison or almost... Uh, what's the opposite? I guess in rounds you hear them say one must go, one must die. One must go, one must die. You have your patrons, one too many, two too many. Pick one that must go, pick one that must die. Um.
1: Shit.
0: In your moment of indecision, you f- you feel the bindings of the chair release. All three of the animals sort of lower themselves, expose their neck, and you can feel uh, a dagger materialize in your hand. Oh. <laughs> Time to make a choice, boy.
1: What? Man, like, what the hell have I been missing?
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Did you not know about the whole God of War thing?
1: No, no, I did. I just meant like I was not prepared for this kind of decision making. <laughs> <laughs> this not that
4: of like when there's like two people and like the dog has to choose between one of them. <laughs> Except you're the dog.
1: Yes.
2: And you have to kill the one you don't choose.
1: Just remember uh, who's been there for you. Yeah. All right, so I have to kill at least one of them, and then I have to shun another, and then
0: keep one. That's kind of what you've gotten the impression of, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I guess it's... So, uh, so I look at the knife that's in my hand, and I grip it harder because I, I made my decision, and I slash at the lion to, I guess, cut off his head or kill him.
0: Okay, so you tear a, a grievous wound into the throat of the lion... And as a silvery, shining blood pours from the wound and cloaks your forearm, you feel it burn like acid. But, after the blow strikes, you're sort of taken aback from the pain. You see the other two patron avatars descend upon the bleeding-to-death lion and eviscerate it, tearing it in half each of them hastily consuming the half that they removed.
1: Get up.
0: And uh, after this sort of brief but gruesome display, uh, the two then stand up proud and tall uh, before you. And as the last bit of the sort of silvery blood drips from your arm, uh, you can see that all of the feathers on your right arm from the elbow down have been, like, burned away. Oh, that's so cool. And sort of just, like, your burned, like, acidically burned uh, black skin is remaining that leads to your your clawed hand. The last two patrons sort of bow their respective heads to you and say one must go one has died can i keep both of you they both sort of solemnly shake their heads
1: Uh. oh man I, got, I gotta give it I gotta give so I, I will tell the dragon that he must go.
0: The, the lizard sort of bows as only a lizard can uh, turns and bows to the albatross, like spectral raven and then disappears into the void of your dreamscape. The spectral raven flies upon your shoulder with one of its large feet upon each of your shoulders. And you feel it sort of bend down and nuzzle the top of its head into yours. You hear the Raven Queen's familiar cold to the ears but warmed your soul whisper. Saying, I always knew you would keep to you and yours. I will reward you for your loyalty, but not now. Keep your prayers strong and keep me in your heart. I will always be with you. And with that, um, at that point, uh, we'll go back to reality. Um, so, Karak, uh, Necro was sort of in fitful sleep when you tried to stir him to no avail. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's maybe a couple of hours, in, like halfway through your, your shift, and you see him almost thrashing, like fitfully thrashing around. Uh, to the point where you're probably concerned, maybe at least aware. hmm Do you try to see to him at all?
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go over and, uh, shake him a bit.
0: Uh, Necro, you're immediately awoken, and you can see what's, what's waking you up seems to be at first the, or at least to you, um, that same spectral raven
1: <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's just you, bird, bro. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Having uh, bad dreams? Uh, you can say that. But uh, what would, seemed like a nightmare turned out to be a happy dream.
6: Oh, well, that's
1: good. Yeah. At least I didn't pee myself this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would you always have that?
3: Uh you you good to stay up for a while.
6: Yeah, yeah.
1: Shake keep shaking my head. I'm good, I'm good. Any anything happening? Any interesting?
3: Uh nope. You were rolling around it's the most interesting that happened.
0: Well that and okay. the um the little puddle of liquid silver by Necro's betting situation.
1: <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, th- there's that too.
0: Also, Also, the fact that your forearm has all of its feathers burned away.
6: Oh uh, yeah, would you look at that? Oh.
0: Wait, wait. What happened to you?
1: Uh, long story short, you know, all the gods that I've been, my patrons, had a three-way triple-threat wrestling match and I had to decide which one to keep, which one to kill, which one to send away. Oh. And I uh, got beat up a little bit. But now I got
0: this really cool scar. What languages do you guys know?
3: Um, Common Aryan, Druidic. Uh, oh, I... I could use my Warlock abilities to cast Comprehend Languages because it took that.
0: Right, but you wouldn't just do that. No. Necro? Uh,
1: I know Common, Arin, and then I, I can mimic people, but it doesn't mean I understand what they're saying.
0: Right. Okay. Uh So yeah, the, there is the small pool of Liquid Silver where you were laying in bed. Like, where your arm was. Uh, all of the feathers have melted, have been burned and melted off of your forearm. Your your, your forearm is quite sensitive to the touch, as it's just been burned. Uh, but you don't really feel any pain. Like, your your hit points haven't taken any damage or anything like that. Uh, it's just different, new, all of a sudden. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, the rest of the night's pretty peaceful. What,
3: what, what was, what's that, what's that liquid? I thought you said you didn't pee yourself.
1: (laughs) You're right. Uh, So when I cut the lion's neck in my dream and gave him a grievous wound, this his blood was silver. His blood, you say? Yeah. So (laughs) that's just a puddle of silver, silver lion, god of war blood. Uh, You got a. And then, and then you know the the lizard and the albatross, the dragon, raven queen in my dream jumped on him and just like eviscerated him and just soaked up all that blood. So, you got any empty bottles or flasks? That might, blood might be valuable.
3: You know what? I think I just might. Like car, I'll put I... over here, like real shit. This blood very quickly just uncork a healing potion and dump it on the ground. (laughs) Take the bottle.
0: (laughs) Four ounces worth fifty gold. Fuck that.
3: (laughs) I got some some silver goo. (laughs) Who knows what it is? Might be blood. It might be. It might hurt me if I touch it. I'm gonna touch it anyway.
0: To, like, scrape it into the bottle? Yeah. Okay. Um, it, uh, as you sort of use whatever stick tool or hands to, like, m- finagle it into the bottle, mm-hmm. um, it seems heavy. Like, as it's been cooling with its contact to the ground, it's it's been acting just like actual liquid silver.
6: Hmm.
1: Okay. Lame.
0: But you are able to bottle it.
6: Hey.
3: Nifty.
0: But it has been very evidently, like, thickening. Okay. And there is too much to put in just the one potion bottle.
6: Hmm.
3: Uh, one one bottle is probably fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll we we'll, we'll see about what 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 comes of that
1: later. <laughs> yeah, we may I'm be sure. able to find out more about sure.
3: yeah. it.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, I guess we can wait out the rest of uh, the morning. Good morning.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a couple hours later, the sun sort of begins to rise, and you feel it's about time for either breakfast, waking up the rest of camp, or both. Uh, the undead boy uh, sort of pretends to wake up. He's just been kind of laying there.
1: <laughs> Have you been awake the entire time? He
0: sort of lifts one of his hands arms limply and then points at like the space between his forearm bones and like sticks his finger like bony finger through it he goes yeah don't need to, <laughs> sleep. Don't need to
1: sleep this kid's got you got spunk kid ew that's gross to say after what you just fucking left in your oh, god yeah you're right <laughs> i am just gonna like so Necro just walks over to a tree in the distance You're just like I put my arm on it and just like just like god damn it <laughs> uh, so yeah with with everyone
3: uh waking up I'll, I'll explain to them what uh what
1: happened with with necro and and show them the bottle of st- stuff that I got' and then I'll- and then I'll pull out my, my forearm for my cloak and just show him.
0: Okay. Right. Um, no one in the party speaks Draconic, right? I do. Okay. Um, so in addition to the burned skin, you realize that maybe Necro has taken up um, body modification because he straight up has multiple sentences of Draconic burned into his skin.
5: Oh, I got tattoos. And Necro, can I, can I take a closer look at your arm? Like, I, I think this says something. And do it, do yeah. I need to make a check or anything to try and read whatever these scars are?
0: Yeah. So it essentially reads from the perspective. Uh, so as you sort of, re- do you read it to yourself first or do you read it out loud? Uh I'll read it out loud. So I'll so I'll say this from Necro's perspective cuz it's going to make it the simplest to understand. Okay. Um Necro, you realize that the passage of of words that is etched by acid into your skin is the the black dragon conceding that this vessel belongs to and forever shall be belonged to the the raven queen. The fairest of the pale, and a couple of other compliments to the grandeur of the Raven Queen. Huh. And then there is like a symbol that you recognize is in the nature of draconic symbols and seals by your understanding of the language, but Mm. you don't recognize it until. Yeah, no, wait. Your sister had a book with that symbol on the front of it when you last saw her. Oh.
5: Yeah, this this is definitely I would assume from um oh, did we ever get the dragon's actual name?
7: No. Uh Felwind, of course. No,
2: we <laughs> did get his actual name
5: at one point, but
7: I don't remember well, what it was. Ne- Necro, I guess, knows it.
1: At
5: least. But I I'm pretty I, sure I, this I this is from the, the dragon that we're on our way to.
1: Yeah, that's Dragon Daddy.
0: Huh oh Does- and there is a sub um passage directed towards Necro that reads uh, as my parting gift to what I once had a pact with, keep my lessons and know them true. That's it
1: my man
5: huh well at least it looks like he's not mad at
1: you at least dragon dragon daddy didn't do me dirty and you know i'm i'm, I'm thankful for that
0: and we're going to find out why
1: uh so so I, so i can assume that this means i no longer can communicate with him
0: correct Sorry, boys. But you can still use all of the abilities that he's bestowed upon you.
1: So much acid. <laughs> <laughs> heck. I'm sorry? I, I just say hey, heck yeah. Like, hell yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You got cut out. I didn't hear the whole thing. That's I was like, what's up? Oh, yeah, sorry. You're good. Okay, so it's morning. Um... And Gilbert is looking as impatient as a person with literally all the time <laughs> in the world could be. He
5: just laid still for like nine hours. Like, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> um. man, people were uh, keeping watch. They could at least like played cards with him or something.
0: Well, he was as still as the dead. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll
5: go ahead and just eat one of uh, that, that special, like, elf ration. Okay. Rather than hunting for food this morning.
0: All right, well, you guys head off to Lake Moss. I assume. Yeah? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You uh, can feel the fresh water on the on the air just before dusk, and shortly thereafter the grand scape of Lake Felmas appears in the distance. Ah good old Lake Felmas There is a small fisherman's raft laying just off the it's sort of like beached half on the coast. Uh, and a uh, sort of stereotypical jobless fisherman lays sleeping on the grass next to it with his wide-brimmed, thatched, hand-weaved hat covering his face. Other than that, nothing really along the the lake in your direct vicinity, but you know very well that there are small villages all along the rim of the lake.
6: Well, how did we uh,
3: get down to the bottom before someone came up and greeted us, right?
5: Yeah. I, I wrote a little message bag and dropped that down in the lake. And then we waited for one of the dragon's servants to come up. I mean, I guess we could do that again. Yeah. Unless anybody else has a better idea. but
6: I mean, well, we could are,
5: just... How
0: well do you swim? <laughs> bones float. As I was gonna say, did you ask the boy that?
5: Yeah. I was like, yeah, I asked him, Gilbert, how well do you swim?
0: I don't swim very good at all, but I can just walk along the bottom of the lake. That's how I saw a shark. I walked out onto Medler's Coast. I got lost for like a week. <laughs> ah,
4: okay. Oh my gosh, so many cool stories. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Well, we could drop another note Wait. Or I can just cast kind of water breathing on us and we can just walk out there.
5: Because, what? It's like evening now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's up to you guys.
2: Does Blake get more dangerous at night? Are there, like, I don't know, some fish that come out at night or something?
5: Um. What would I need to do, like, a
0: nature check to see if I remember anything particularly dangerous in this lake? I mean, there's there was no large predators, certainly nothing larger than you all.
5: Right, there was just, like, the one giant catfish that I stabbed <laughs> and ran away with my trident for a bit.
0: Right. <laughs> like, there could be there could be some big predators in this water, but nothing that you saw that, like, put you on the defense while you were going through it the first time yeah you like, imagine that the scariest thing in this lake is probably the dragon it's i think it's fine coming
6: problem? up
0: to him hmm? i heard a couple people
2: hmm. will the dragon mind that we're just like walking up to him unannounced
3: well he's expecting us
4: we should have a gift, right? We We have several. Well
5: we have we have all the, the stuff, right? We have the jar of dirt, we have the, the crystalline pipe.
4: Right. Somehow.
5: Right. Okay.
3: Cool. It? It's a it's a dirt burrito is, is uh, what we have. That's what I've written now.
5: We just <laughs> have the, the ten feet of pipe, the didn't we get the pipe put into like a bag or
4: something? Yeah, we're carrying it with us. Somebody has it in their
0: stores. It's not something I've really been burdening this situation with, but yeah, somewhere amongst your party, you have 10 feet of, <laughs> I assume maybe strapped to Chesapeake. Okay. That's
5: fair.
7: I trust that she could probably like at least pull that. I think that is exactly what we did.
0: <laughs> I Just strap it to Chesapeake. She's the only thing that's 10 feet across.
7: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Okay. So, I mean, we have plenty of things we were
7: asked to go get.
6: Yeah.
7: I walk to the water's edge and just give it like a little slappy slap with my hand. I'm like,
6: hello.
0: The fisherman sort of jostles me. Uh, what? 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 Uh.
7: Not wow. you, the dragon.
0: Yes, the dragon. Uh, you all wait. One, two, three. Uh, there's there's one more uh, than there should be. Wait, no. Wait, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's you're exactly as many as you're supposed to be. Um. Uh, 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 don't 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 tell them that I was asleep when you guys got here. I was supposed to be awake. Um. To g- bring you t- to the middle of the lake. Oh. Well, thank you, oh. sir. That was easy enough, guys. <laughs> yep. Cool. Uh. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh. Yes. 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 One. One. one thing. Uh, uh, uh. Stand together. The 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 dragon gave me something to help you all get to him, but you gotta be close. All right. Alright, let's cuddle up. Let's cuddle up. He pulls out a scroll from his shaggy pants that looks more expensive than everything he owns, which seems to be what he's wearing. And he sort of reads very slowly and carefully. And as he finishes, the papyrus burns into embers of flame, and a magic ring sort of shoots out and circles around the party constricting but even though it's constricting and getting tighter and tighter it seems to be about the same distance and then you guys realize the grass is getting really tall no no we're getting really small oh no
3: oh,
0: oh no it's chest not again the side of a, the size of a normal crab smaller
4: oh wow
0: uh, and he sort of walks over and, and goes, Yeah, okay, so this this worked correctly, except it sounds like, Okay, yeah, so this worked correctly. And he bends down and, like, cups the entire group in his big, uh, calloused hands. Uh, and then, like, is, like, carrying you like you would carry, like, a small frog you just found? Uh, onto, and onto the boat, and you can hear the sort of push off a moment later uh, and he sort of opens his hands a little bit and like rests you guys down on what can only be described as a dinner plate on the raft and he goes there so you'll just just sit tight and 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 when we get to the middle of the lake i'm gonna pull you over and you'll sink right down to the to the dragon
5: Oh, okay. I think. Hmm.
3: Cool. I'm sure this is fine. Crack, We're just timing the list. Breathing? NBD. The, the dragon has a plan. I'm sure we won't need it.
0: Okay. All right. After <laughs> good, uh, after a little bit of time, the raft seems to sort of coast out into what seems to be, to you guys, the largest body of water you've ever seen. Uh, even to you, Nalos. How? <laughs> well, you know, you're the size of a pea on a lake. That's fair. And uh, then you see the fisherman sort of walk over. His steps are like earthquake, earthquakes. earthquakes. And he grabs the little plate you guys are all on and dumps you all or I guess he sort of looks to dump you all into a bottle. Everyone everyone make deck saves. Oh.
6: <laughs> Shit.
7: Ah, uh, sounds like everybody's roll is going swimmingly. <laughs>
0: All right, what do we got? I rolled a 21.
7: 19. Um,
0: Eight. Okay. I got a five. Anyone under 17 gets, like, gently rolled into the bottle. Okay. Which you can see there's a couple of fishing weights already inside. And uh, the people who got above a 17... Are sort of like sliding down the plate uh you can take an action and if you don't want to go down there
2: um no I'll, I'll go down
7: i slide but i do like a cool slide
0: okay so like get on your hooves and like sort of boogie dance yeah uh all right so everyone ends up in the bottom of this 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 bottle with a sizable fishing weight the size of, like, a house by comparison to you guys. Uh, and then you hear a loud screeching noise above you from the top of the bottle as he corks the bottle. And he lifts the bottle up to his face, and he gives you guys, like, a thumbs up. And so you can
6: hear, Okay, I'm going to talk Good
0: and you see him sort of, like, daintily place the the bottle on the water surface and then let go. Huh. If it wasn't so debatably terrifying, it's kind of a neat experience to ex- go through what you're going through right now. Sinking deep into the darkness of an unlit lake in the middle of the night. the size of small krill inside of a probably used wine bottle.
5: Kind of takes me back to when we met those storm giants. Like, over
7: a month ago.
3: I'm sure nothing bad is happening with that.
7: I don't remember that so good. <laughs>
5: Yeah, you were kind of out of it. I think you weren't taking the whole being on the river for so long
7: all that well. I have to go back and fight those
0: guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's maybe around where everyone starts to get a little uncomfortable with the prospect that some fish could come round any time out of the darkness and just consume the entire bottle. It's around around when that sort of settles in. Uh, when you see a small light peer up from an, underneath you. And by that, I mean it's a huge light. And uh, a gross-looking skeleton wrapped in seaweed and off rags reaches out and grabs the bottle and pulls it close to its face. It sort of reminisces to the first servant of the dragon you all met all like fishy and weird looking and he sort of pulls the bottle close to his rib cage and continues to sink down deep into the lake not too long after that you guys can see the sort of light from a rocky structure at the bottom of the lake and uh Fast forward, you guys get into there, get into the the sort of entry room of the dragon's lair, and uh, you guys are returned to normal size in short order after getting sort of escorted out of the bottle via gravity and friction.
4: Thank goodness, I was terrified.
0: That was kind of fun. A uh, servant sort of appears before you all out of a uh, sort of closet door and bows deeply and goes, The good master is expecting you all. Thank you for bringing not just what was requested, but, and he sort of looks at the lich boy, something even more interesting. Please, the master would love to see you all as soon as possible. Sure. <coughs> So he escorts you down a couple layers like the first time and mm-hmm. uh, as you sort of come down the last bit of the sort of corkscrew staircase you uh, realize that Nalos um, your sister has left here Mm-mm. as was somewhat expected uh, no no sight of her is to be seen uh, nor of her belongings but as you were all brought into the very layer of this building at the bottom of the lake you see once more the great black dragon lay upon his somehow growing horde Uh, and as a sort of drop or two of acid falls from his jowls he raises his big head up tall and properly crosses his arms and leans back forward towards you all Ah, very good. Very, very, very good. I see you have returned with the things that I've requested. And something that I was expecting, but not expecting three days ago. What? The boy. Oh. (laughs) He'd only
5: asked for the phylactery, correct? And we had a little extra... Right. Uh, oh, great dragon. Uh, I, I did promise the the boy's father that once we got here, we would. I think correct. Do you have the the small pebble that we're supposed to crush, so that way the boy's father can know that we're here safely and communicate? Did I take that? Maybe. One, one of us has that.
2: Yeah. I don't have
3: it, but I know one of us does. Yeah. I didn't have my stuff last session, so I didn't write anything
0: down. Gotcha. The dragon peers forward and goes, oh... ...produce yes. such device. Okay. Alright.
5: So I guess whoever has it would hand it over and...
0: The sort I guess of dragon. I'll just stomp on it. Well, the dragon extends his mighty paw over to receive it. Oh. All right. He sort of daintily crests it or caresses it between two of his large talons and looks deeply at it. Ah. Oh, rare. Not expensive, but you do not see these often. Your father is an influential man. And he sort of breaks it and it sort of immediately shatters into dust. And uh, a small portal appears before the dragon's face where he cracked the pellet. And from it, you all can see a, uh, the, the father from the house. He sort of turns to the portal and goes, Ah, yes, you must be the one that is now in... Well, I suppose we both know who each other are at this point. And they sort of have a short conversation. They speak in Draconic. Uh, from what you can tell, uh, Nalos, is, they're making agreeances of, listen, you can have my boy for as long as you need, as long as he comes back to me in some semblance of his current state, or alive. Oh. Huh. But in turn, you will teach him until you are done with him, and it w- and once you are done with him, you will assure me that his travel back to my home in Portland Vos will be safe. The dragons seem to agree to this and they seem to though as the portal closes, they seem to be on quite gentile terms. And so he sort of the dragon turns back to the rest of the party. Very well. I suppose the extra business has been handled. Produce to me the three items I requested.
3: Uh, I'll hand over my uh, Mm -hmm. bit of dirt wrapped in some leaves. Mm
6: -hmm.
5: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, the the, the crystal pipe is, is upstairs on Chesapeake. We didn't bring her down the stairs, but it is up
0: there. Well, go fetch it. I require it immediately. Oh, okay. Uh,
5: can I whistle loudly enough for Chesapeake to just make her way down the stairs? Sure. Cool. So yeah, I'll just like give her a whistle and yell for Chesapeake, and
0: she clumsily Wait. produces herself to the room after some time and an error. Good job, girl. What a good girl. All right. The dragon sort of goes over and grabs the pipe and sort of shakes Chesapeake until it sort of comes loose was, ah perfect 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 very well done the artisans of Maru's bed never disappoint
5: they were quite impressive and then I knew we were given something that we were told just not to open is that correct? Anybody else remember better? No. Do, 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 do. Wait, what? Well, I thought we were given something that we were told has the phylactery.
4: Um, so when we... Um, is that when we explored like into the caverns and there was like the dead cleric and he had a bunch of stuff?
5: No. No. Should it should have been from from the... from Gilbert's dad. Do we make that agreement? Or did we end up compromising and it was just we took his son?
4: No, we took the phylactery because that was the deal.
3: Well... Oh. Gilbert has the phylactery, I it,
2: But yeah. Oh. oh, right. That's yeah. That's
0: right. So the dragon, sort of impatiently recognizing you all don't quite know what the phylactery is, <laughs> sort of slams his fist down upon the floor and goes, Of course, there would be some sort of setback. If it's back in the port, go back and get it. Well, we thought that Gilbert had it.
4: Um, I'm going to turn to Gilbert and say, hey, uh, you have the phylactery, right?
0: He sort of gives you like a look. He goes, oh, the thing I'm not supposed to tell you? Yeah. Yeah, that, that thing. thing. Well, yeah, I'm no, not supposed to tell you.
4: Well, it's okay. We're friends now.
5: We are totally stranger danger right now.
6: Just throwing that out there.
4: No, we're friends. We're friendly friends.
1: Want me to rough the kid up? (laughs) I'll give a shit about your kids.
0: (laughs) I can watch kids fall off bikes all day. i don't give a shit about your fucking kids. (laughs) Wow, Wow, guys. Letter Kenny is hilarious. (laughs) And I probably also could watch kids fall off bikes all day
6: assuming that they're trying to
0: learn how to ride those bikes I don't think I'd be okay with like kids falling off of bikes because like bullies push them off like I'd have trouble with that but but like just a kid that's not grasping how to ride a bike that would be pretty funny to watch
6: and the
2: kids asked me for treating him like a kid last week and this week he's all about being treated like a kid
5: well now he's on an adventure alright that changes everything Last week, we were just annoying people that showed up at his house.
4: So, but I did... (laughs) I did say that... um, Say to him, like, oh, but we're friends now. Like, you can show us.
0: Uh, With this, the dragon goes, I don't have time. And he sort of reaches over and grabs Gilbert in his entirety, sets him before him more properly, and looks... Uh, Good.
5: Can I make... My my radiant longsword appear and try and jump in the way okay. of him reaching out to grab the kid.
0: All right, you do that. His his hand sort of recoils from that appearance of the longsword, and he peers down at you and goes, "You brandish the forgotten tools of a dying god in my presence. After what I've done for your family,
5: I swore." To this young boy's father, that I would not let him come to any harm. And even if it means that you kill me first, I will not let you
0: do it. He'll come back in two days, when I crush his skull, and that's why I'll know what the phylactery is. I can crush yours, and gain nothing from it. It won't be a task I'll consider twice.
7: Uh, I Gilbert, not you're here him. for this. You should really tell your new teacher the thing.
0: Gilbert sort of rolls his head because he can't roll his eyes. <laughs> and he sort of walks out around Nalos and goes, so you're my teacher? You're going to teach me magic and stuff? And the dragon goes, like, at this point, several, like, seams between his massive jaws, acid-streaming. is Yes, young boy, I am to teach you of magic beyond your deserved nature. And so Gilbert goes, Oh, okay, well, I'm supposed... Th- then I'm supposed to tell you what the thing is that I'm not supposed to tell people is. And he walks over to the dragon in front of everybody, with the bravery that only a smile child can possess. Mm-hmm. plus added on a child that can't really die. Uh, and he opens his little backpack and produces. Okay, so like, I'm going to just be, I'm going to level with you guys for a second.
6: A teddy bear.
0: I, I wanted to go like super cutesy and tug on heartstrings and it'd be like a, a cute little toy like that. Um, But I'm not, I'm not gonna, because it's, it just seems inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he produces a servant spell. It's like to call servants. Mm-hmm. And the dragon picks it up and goes, ah, how astute. Very well. And he sort of places it down directly next to his offhand that he hasn't moved. Uh, and he goes, very good. Go upstairs and find a man named Lutaw. Ask Lutaw for my books. He will see to you. I will teach you tomorrow. Read everything. Do you understand? Gilbert nods. He goes, Very good. See yourself upstairs, pupil. I'll dismiss my sword now. Okay.
7: Man, guys, this is the second time I've had to step in and talk (laughs) with the words. And basically save the whole party like a hero. Well,
0: just Nalos. <laughs> and uh, as Gilbert leaves the chamber, the dragon looks back at all of you and goes, Consider your triton the luckiest man. Now, You have brought me the three things that I desired, and in turn, I have taught your friend some of my greatest lessons, but I recognize that I am not his to bargain with. He belongs to a greater power, but I have also agreed to sign this contract with your Chet of the capital city. I have held upon the note, and I have signed it now. And with you can sort of see it like a, a, an inked quill etch across the contract. And with it, it disappears. I believe our contract between us is over. Uh,
4: yes, thank you.
0: Very good. Uh, Something stirs within me. Sort of sniffs the air. There is amongst you that suffer an affliction. An affliction that I have tasted recently. He sort of gives Necro a look. I wish to taste from you that was recently embedded. I will offer you great wealth for this. The taste of a dying god is fresh on my tongue. And I must confess, it's delicious. And with that, we're gonna take a little break. (laughs) And we're back from our little respite. Well, respite well-needed because not only <clears throat> are we running a little late tonight, so we're going to have kind of a double session almost, but also it's fortuitous because now we have another opportunity to talk about criticalwick.com. Criticalwick Candles. They're soy based They've got fantastic scents. There's a metal dye at the bottom of each one. They're expertly priced, expertly crafted. by the candles. You're going to love the way you smell. I guarantee it. I'm pretty sure that's we can use that, right?
7: Yeah, I mean, if you get a call from a lawyer, then uh, we'll know.
0: If we get a call that from a lawyer, probably
5: just different enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if we get called from a lawyer, though, that means we're going to get a lot of exposure, and then that's this true. podcast is going to blow up.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just break all good- of the copyright laws until people <laughs> figure it out. And, then, It'll <laughs> and be... then, question mark, question mark, question mark, profit.
0: Yeah, that's how that works. It's totally fine. So, <clears throat> getting back to it. So, uh, the Black Dragon continues and says that he, basically, he's he proposing to allow him to feast upon uh, the hiding divinity that's within you that Thundar has sort of implanted. And he asks you all to stand in a fair line and any of you that are willing to take him up on his offer to step forward. Um, go ahead and in the chat, say, um, put type, of, type out a message that says you step forward or you don't step forward. And then get that all together. And once everyone has their message, I'm going to role play. But, but we don't No, Don't actually say that you do or oh. don't yet. We're all going like, to do it at the same time.
4: Um, but That's he's it. offering us something in return, right? Yes.
0: If you allow him to uh, consume that and pull it out of you, he is going to reward you.
4: And this is the level of warlock? Yes. All right.
2: So step forward to have it removed.
0: Yes. Okay. Stay. We, we don't
4: get to know do. what we're getting in exchange.
0: He has only said that you'll be rewarded. He seems rather greedily looking on. You. Ha- no one's really asked about it yet. Okay. Do you want to ask about what you'll be rewarded with? Um,
4: yeah. Um, I'll, you know, I say to the dragon, like, um, the gifts bestowed upon us were quite generous. Um, if we were to give them up, we would be left quite wanting. Um, what, what kind of, um, compensation do you have in mind for, uh, this,
0: Beast. Uh, simple 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 if if you desire material i will do that if you would prefer non-material then i could certainly do that as well look to your friend necro and ask if he feels my non my non-material blessings are indeed a farce or not
1: his his blessings are pretty dope Material and non-material. Cool. All right.
5: So, can I make... Could I try to do an insight check to get a feeling on if I think this dragon is, I guess, more of an honorable and just person? Or not?
0: Honorable and just?
5: Eh... If this dragon's uh, morality seems similar to my own.
0: Well, and what would that be?
5: uh, Nalos is neutral good.
0: Yeah, but that's your alignment.
5: I guess... I would assume Nalos is... a good person. I don't know. I'm just trying to gauge, like... If I get like a good feeling or a bad feeling about this, this deal that's being offered.
0: Okay. Does that make sense? Like sure. a, a gut feeling? Sure. What's your role? One. Okay. This <laughs> guy, it, it's, it doesn't matter. Um, okay. The, well, I guess it does matter. So what, what is it? I don't mean to just like cast away. Like your die roll didn't matter. Cause that's not fair. Is the total a one, or yeah, total was a one. I rolled a two, okay. but minus I mean, one that's
4: amazing <laughs> it, it, both of you guys are breaking up. Is that just me?
0: I think so. I hear him clearly, wow. yeah, I hear him clear, okay. I heard some some shuffling noises.
4: I'll monitor I'm hearing you guys now anyway, okay. sorry
0: that's but, fine. He rolled a insight on whether or not he gets a good or a bad feeling about this decision. He rolled a one, but. <laughs> Uh, so you get the impression that, that this dragon has a lot to offer and is willing to pay probably more than you think this is worth. I mean, the blessings of a dying god is pretty sweet, but this guy seems like he's willing to push a sizable amount of his possession. It's, it's kind of like if you have something that someone wants a lot, they're willing to pay a lot more for it than it's really worth. Okay. You, you get that kind of feeling. All right. All right. So unless there's other questions about the deal. Nope. Anyone? Works for me. Last chance. Okay. So make sure you have your I do or I don't step forward ready. And he sort of tells you all to get in a line and says, as I when I tap my talon up on the floor – step forward if you want me to take from you. So, one, two, three, go. Oh, jeez. So, everyone except for Nalos and Pahokwi steps forward. Am I seeing that correctly? Hmm? Uh, I I don't support. Oh, you stay. Gotcha. Alright, so Karak, Pahokwi, and Nalos, stay where you are everyone else steps forward. Correct? Yep. Yep. All right. As he... So as you all do that, a sort of wall of black magical force comes up between the two halves of the party. And the dragon opens his huge maw, and you can feel him breathing in and pulls at your core. Not like a wind would. But, like, like this force is pulling something from your chest out. And you can see a, a, a visage of Thundar holding onto your ribcage as he's pulled from your center. And one by one, these sort of vestiges of this god of war are pulled out of you. And you can feel it being ripped from your soul. And fly, they fly into the dragon's mouth uh, to which he is greedily consumes this essence. And in turn, he places a his talon against each of your chests, causing just a slight cut. And with it, you hear in your mind everything become tranquil. Everything you've been trying to learn, whether it's mastering that aspect of a song that you can't wrap your head around uh, finding the way to stand to perfectly make the most out of your out of your weapon strikes tar- that target vulnerable zones or something blocking you from being able to speak deeper to your patron uh, all of these things all of these barriers evaporate And everyone that stepped forward lose your one level of Warlock that you gained from Thundar and in turn gain a level of your primary class. Sweet. All right.
4: So that would bring me up to level six?
0: If you're level five right now, yes. Okay, cool. And after that happens, the wall of energy sort of, that was separating the party dissipates and you guys are able to, you know, reach each other again. Everyone that had that experiment just done to them are suffering three stages of exhaustion.
4: I just straight up collapse. Three stages is how many stages do
0: you get? You have six before you die. Oh. Oh. I don't believe anyone was suffering any, were they? No. Nope. So, yeah. The the people that were involved in that are immediately thrown into the third stage of exhaustion. Which, for those not keeping track at home... means that your speed is halved, you have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws, and disadvantage on ability checks. Uh, The dragon seems to have grown in size and grandeur. Any model, molted, or weird scale seems pristine and shiny. And his entire hide seems denser and stronger. His horns longer and more pronounced. Uh, And he grins with the width of a small beast of burden. And he looks down at you all and goes... I do not say this often to those of mortal coil. I thank you very, very much for what you've done for me tonight. I hope... What I've imparted upon you is serviceable enough. In addition, I offer you my abode to stay until you are uh, find your feet again. I'm sure you're expected in many places, but you may stay here as long as you wish.
4: Uh, that's most generous. Thank you.. <laughs>
0: Uh, Everyone who still has Thundar within them, uh, you can sort of feel that divinity that's within you. You can feel its fear. Uh Uh, And with that, the dragon sort of rests his head back down like he was when you all arrived. And he says, please, I have much to think on and desire a well-earned rest. It seems that godhood sits hard on my stomach.
6: Okay. Yes. All
4: right, well, I have... Three stages of exhaustion, so like I'm just gonna find I don't know, the nearest heap of gold and like lay my head down on that.
7: <laughs> okay. Who needs the papoose?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, I want a papoose
4: nap.
7: Anybody who can hobble themselves to my papoose may be ridden or may ride within my papoose. I'll carry other people too with my huge biceps.
4: For some reason, I'm just being like grossed out by the word papoose. It's, it's weird.
7: It's
0: fine.
5: So I'll start trying to coax Chesapeake back
0: the stairs. Nick, you're awful quiet. Aha, I
5: moved my mic and I forgot.
0: Gotcha. <clears throat> so you maneuver Chesapeake back upstairs?
5: Yeah, yeah. I'll start trying to like coax her back up the stairs. Because okay. I imagine that's hard on a crab.
0: Uh, you're sought to by some of the servants of the dragon, who says, The good master has informed us that you were all to be attended to on any beck and need. Please allow me to show you to the guest quarters. Well, thank you. Uh, he walks over to this sort of hallway on the floor that you are all on and looks at Chesapeake and he sort of like waves his hand as if he was dispersing petty rabble towards the hallway. The hallway grows in size to accommodate Chesapeake. That's a cool trick. As well, even the stone here obeys the good dragon's will. You see,
6: hmm.
0: and I am, of but anything, an extension of it. Follow me, sir. Is everyone else following?
6: Yeah. yeah.
4: I'll get up and follow.
1: I've I will.
2: Who's invitingly? <laughs>
1: I will do my best to hobble myself to follow.
0: Uh, How many more people could I pick up right now, Dracon? You could probably put someone in your papoose, and considering the majority of your party members, uh, you could probably carry one to two more of them.
7: I carry two more of them. Whoever wants carried, I will carry
1: you. I fling my body into Pokey's arms.
7: I would like to carry them by flexing my arms, and they can, like, be on my biceps. Okay. That's... if we could do that.
0: So they're sitting on your antlers that are actually your biceps. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the servant opens a pair of large redwood chamber doors, and reveals what at first would look like a spa to the average person, but is indeed a massive guest chamber. There is a sizable uh, hot spring, like hot bath pool, whatever you want to call it. Um, Several large lavish beds, uh, foot lockers at the base of each to store belongings, and a uh, table in the middle that's sizable enough for everyone to sit at and is absolutely brimming with fine food and drink.
2: Dibs on the bathtub first.
7: I put everybody down. <laughs> it's food time.
0: <laughs> With that, the servant sort of bows and goes, Should you require, open the door and make a call. We will come to you as soon as possible. With that, he excuses himself and closes the doors. Great. You guys have a nice peaceful night, I assume? Does anyone do anything before going to bed? Eat all the things.
4: Eat some food and and pass the fuck out. All
6: right. Yeah.
1: Agreed. I
2: want to take a bubble bath. Girl.
0: Vala, you have a bit of a dream over the course of the night. Uh, You're in a long, dank, cave path. And you can hear sort of a groaning in the distance, in the darkness beyond. The only light is the light that your skin produces when you're in your proper radiant form. And as you follow the, the noise down the path, you can see a pile of corpses. And in that pile of corpses outreaching is the mostly decaying asimar from the mines and all you can hear him say is you left me to rot may you be forgotten once you are dead good
4: I'm sorry. I think, like you cut out at some point. He says it to me.
0: Yes. Oh. You're in. You're in a dream.
4: Okay. Um, I'm just going to apologize and say that I'll make it right.
0: And with that, I the sort of the corpse falls limp, and it's the morning. Uh, Everyone who is suffering three stages of exhaustion has recovered two stages of that exhaustion.
6: All right. Okay.
0: And with another night's rest, obviously, you'll get rid of that last one. Mm
6: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what do you all do today?
3: Uh... I guess we should leave and go back
5: to Belway? Yeah, I think we have to go back to the capital and get our next contract.
7: It's been a while since we've said that.
4: Yeah, I think uh, I'm comfortable going back with one stage of exhaustion.
1: I am too. Yep.
6: All right.
0: So you guys sort of get yourselves ready together to to leave and travel back to the capital city. And uh, are somewhat short-ordered, attended to, I should say, by the same servant from the night before who uh, inquires, will you all be staying with us another day? Uh, Preparations can be made and you are more than welcome to do so. Or are you leaving today? In which case, the same manner of preparations can be made.
4: Uh, We're going to head out today.
0: A lovely choice. It's a shame to see you all go, but we can assure you a quick and expedient travel to the northern side or the southern side of the lake. Which is that which you would prefer?
4: Does anybody have a map handy?
5: Yep.
2: Just ask, like, which side is closer to the capital? Well,
5: oh, the, the north, north, north side. North. The northern side is, but which side has all of your mounts? Southern side.
0: Southern oh. side, oh. yeah. What do you mean all your mounts? They're they're here with you.
5: Oh, okay. Their their oh, yeah. animals were also shrank.
0: Yeah. Everything okay. Everything you guys had was shrank down. Oh. oh sweet. Okay. okay.
2: So then, yeah, let's just go to the northern side. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Give us just an hour to make preparations, and meet me back upon the top floor of this magnificence for which you've called a home for one night. Well, thank you. An hour later, you guys go up there. There is a uh, couple of those sort of weird, like, watery ghoul monsters. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they sort of approach you all and sort of hold up like a small potion vial and sort of point to it a couple of times and then point to you all and then point to their mouths and then extend them to you. One for each person.
2: All right. Swallow and see what happens.
0: I do the thing. Uh huh. Okay. So, uh, they do that, and then while you guys are ingesting those, they feed similar potions to each of your mounts except for Chesapeake. And uh, after you ingest it, you are immediately affected by a sort of water... Re- I, I guess that wouldn't be... It's not like flame retardant. It's. Uh, it's not, I wanted to say like aqua... Phobic? Balance. Yeah, aquaphobic I think is the term. I
4: think that's... Yeah, that's the thing.
0: Um, so as and he, they sort of instruct you all to, to walk out a door, you guys do so you're immediately in the lake and you stay dry as you s- sort of s- swim quickly up to the surface, you feel yourself never getting wet by the water you're swimming through. There seems to be a thin sheen like layer of like a bubble almost directly outside of your body. Hmm. Uh and you all reach the surface completely dry and your mounts seem to be able to walk upon the water surface. Huh. Cool. Cool. It's a three day travel to Felwind. Capital.
6: All right. <laughs>
2: Man, I miss the
7: skilly boy already. I, uh, I'm gonna start riding uh, on the road there. All right. Sick. Yeah. All right. Uh,
6: so.
0: It's, I mean, you guys don't get any good quality sleep, so those who are exhausted still are still suffering one stage of exhaustion when you arrive to Felwyn <laughs> City in three days.
2: Cool. We don't get any good sleep over three
0: days? You get good enough sleep, but you don't get restful, like, sleep. You get You're sleeping out amongst the stars. Like, does anyone amongst you have any spell that would emulate sleeping indoors on a proper bed
2: no no
0: so you guys are all sleeping in like bed rolls in a campsite situation yeah so yeah none of you guys get sort of very deeply restful sleep
5: it's not like our camp was made by richard
0: true All right, so you all find yourselves just outside the very familiar gates of Felwind Capital City. Where do you all go and what do you all do?
7: I think the first place we should go is straight to Chet to let him know that the dragon has signed the contract and we're ready for the next one.
6: Yep.
4: I agree. I think he'd be frustrated with us if we didn't go straight there. Yep,
0: yep. Okay, you guys find yourself just another hour or so into the city, and upon the palace grounds, um, one of the tiefling sisters sort of gives you all a nod as you pass by, and uh, points into the throne room. You guys go there, mm-hmm. and there, upon the throne, staring deeply into a book, and. Uh, Looking up only when you all get probably closer than you think you should have to to get his attention does Chet look up and go and close the book oh yes, very good very 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 good uh, y- you all are on time, I think so what what of news
5: well we got the contract for port.
0: Len Voss and Lake Fellmoss signed brilliant truly brilliant we're making absolute wonderful progress and
5: we brought uh gilbert to the dragon in the lake to learn magic from him
0: oh oh the 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 small boy from Port Len voss yes yes Lovely, lovely. I suppose he's still holding up? Seemed to be. Most excellent. Fantastic. I'm glad that the ritual for that has taken hold for these many decades. How long has he been a lich? Oh, I'm not terribly sure that's my business to share, but uh, a while, a while. He wasn't the first person I turned to a lich. Well, have you turned anyone else since him? <laughs> uh, best we have some secrets, yes? I suppose.
7: That's when fucking Prince Felwyn returns with the same sassy mouth but dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the skeletal cat walks into the throne room. I'm kidding. <laughs> Is that all that there is to report? There seems to be something uh, new about some of you. A, gl- a glow, even.
5: Oh. uh, Well, I, I assumed that the the sisters had told you already. Um, But we ended up having to fight Jacoby. Um, and we kicks
0: his ass! <laughs> My flex. <laughs> It's at around that point that all the doors to the chambers shut. Uh, Chet stands up, sets his book down upon the armrest of the throne, and sort of steps forward to you all. His hands sort of uh, fingers interlaced, thumbs pressed against one another, sort of resting against his navel as he walks towards you all. Oh dear. I believe there was a simple thing that I requested of you all last we spoke. And that was to not do exactly what you erroneously just boasted about. Is that correct?
7: Yes. That's correct. However, it was between stepping in or watching innocent people die in a battle that had nothing to do with them.
0: You see, the way I heard it was that all of the town in that part where the fight was happening had been evacuated, and outside of a small detachment of guards who, after instruction, maintained their position, were the only innocents that I could even begin to consider were amongst what you're referring to.
5: Those guards weren't prepared for what was happening.
0: No, neither were you all. But yet that didn't quite stop you all from interposing, did it? Nope. I take no glory talking to a bunch of adults like children. And it is not my intention to do so. But there will be a price for you all to take my orders and disrespect them. I recognize that each of you have your own ways of walking through this earth. Your own judgments that you consider right. But as long as you continue to be in my employ, if I ask you to do something, I thoroughly and precisely expect you to do precisely those things. And with sort of that, sort of like the lights dim in the room and fade after he stops talking. He puts his hands up a little bit and sort of pats down towards the earth as if to sort of outwardly calm himself. A Sort of a weird gesture, but, 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 pardon me. As I said, there will be a price. Not now, not this moment. You all have much to do. I have much to put together and much to clean from your transgression. The first thing that I will do ...is tell you where you're going next. I have liked to have let you all have some agency over the different parts for which you to visit. But there is something pressing going on in Port Tuvas. And I would like you all to make it a priority to head there. From that he produces from one of his sleeves a contract and extends it to you all. This is the Blake contract for Port Tuvas. There has recently been an opening, for lack of a better term... In the governing body of Port Tuvas, I want you to find out who is going to become the leadership of Port Tuvas. Either put someone in there. In, I don't care who they are, but get them to sign this contract. I leave the rest of that up to you. Is that understood?
4: Uh, yes. Uh, can you offer us any details about the situation in Port Tuvas?
0: I suppose I could, but I'm not terribly sure that you all would keep the information well in mind. But me being snide aside, what I can tell you is that there's a small detachment of four or so families all vying for control over the port. They're all merchant families that I'm sure would rather fight with piles of coin and thugs than their own bravery. But I'm afraid that's the best my current intel has for you.
6: I'm sure Uh, they'll make themselves known
0: quickly.
4: Um, That will be very helpful. Um, I guess I'll I'll, uh, take the contract if nobody else wants to. No one else
0: has. That's you. Okay,
4: then I'll go ahead and take the contract and uh, stow it away in my... Hack,
6: I guess. Okay.
0: Uh Chet points to Karak. Hello. Step forward, my friend. You have something that I desire.
3: Oh. Uh okay. Uh what uh what what do you need from me?
0: You have found yourself quite the fancy for collecting liquid trophies.
3: Uh Suppose you could say that. Yes,
0: I can. Don't think about it too hard, but I can smell that you have collected some divinity in a material form.
3: Oh, the the silver stuff that came out of uh,
6: Necro.
0: It didn't come from him. No, it came from within. Ah. Uh. I'd like you to give me what you've collected. Oh. Uh,
3: okay. I'll <laughs> I, I I give him the bottle of the silver goo stuff.
0: Okay. He eyes it and puts it amongst the folds in his robe and goes, "Thank you." I must study this. I have to understand what it is that's infecting you all. Well, seemingly only some of you still. In fact, I'm going to inquire what I was only thinking I knew the answer to already. Some of you have been infected with the divinity of the being you all fought. Some of you are not. I wish to understand why that's the case.
2: well the uh the great dragon beneath the the lake uh offered us the opportunity to remove the the infection as you call it from us when we went when we brought the uh the young glitch boy down there and I had the dragon you know remove the uh the infliction from me.
0: And what was it that he gave you in turn?
4: He
2: cleared the way for us to be able to do things that we weren't able to do before. Uh, he made it so you know some some kind of a mental block was stopping us from achieving you know, all that we could be, I guess. And so he made us able to to access that or would, to be better than...
0: Would you say he unlocked your potential in some fashion?
2: That's a very poetic way of putting it. Yes, that's exactly what he
0: did. Interesting. I must go and speak to this dragon. Too long I have waited to speak with him directly for him to directly manipulate my dearest associates I don't mean to put this gently. Troubles me.
4: Um, Just to uh, speak on, you know, the dragon's behalf, he he did give us a choice, and he was a gracious host. Something to keep in mind.
0: Agreed. I have no ill will towards this dragon. I don't mean to put that forward. But beyond how it troubles me, in which, as he says that, he looks towards Nalos, Pahokwi, and Karak. Despite how much it troubles me that some of you all have maintained this affliction by choice. Sort of turns back to Vala. It is interesting that he was willing, and not only willing, but capable of removing this from you. I must learn from him, one way or another, how this was achieved. I will be gone for some time on this errand. Um, We wish you luck. I wish you well in Port Tuvas. Hmm, perhaps I will send one of the sisters. Yes. I think I will send one of the sisters to see the dragon instead. An emissary of mine would certainly do just as well as myself. Very well. Forgive me speaking out loud and in length. I have very little else for you all at the time. Please return to the capital once the Tuvas contract has been signed. I imagine I will send you south from there on, for there is only truly the southern side of the forest to tend to from then on
2: forgive me for speaking out of turn but do you not want the opportunity to to see young Gilbert again and see how is a uh, you know his skeleton form as he puts it is, is holding up
0: the boy and his father were at some point accomplices of mine for sure but whatever small emotional gain I would pull from seeing the young man again. I have a kingdom to run, a kingdom to build, and a force to unify. You are not out of turn, and do not think that I am without emotion towards the young boy. I do indeed wish him well in his undeath. But there are much larger things to tend to. That
2: is fair. Thank
0: you. Well... Be off. All right. We're off. I
7: fucking leave that shit.
0: <laughs> uh, the doors open, and he goes back to sitting upon his throne, seeming to uh, write down notes. <laughs> that definitely got picked up. <laughs> wouldn't be the first cat in this podcast yeah. not even by a little bit it's kind oh. of things to say yeah man All it's right, criticizing our choices <laughs> yeah maybe so you all leave the capitol building and uh you can see one of the tiefling sisters goes into as you all leave she is the sister with teal eyes okay all right so What to now? Well, to the place he told us to go. Uh, Are we not going to rest? Have things that they want to take care of here?
3: You guys probably want to rest.
4: Yeah, I propose resting and getting rid of this final stage of exhaustion and and in or something before we head out.
6: (laughs)
3: Well,
7: Well, we have our quarters and stuff. This is the capital.
4: Oh, right, right.
7: Like our own
0: rooms and shit?
6: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yes, let's go there. You all stay the night in your quarters, it's about as comfortable as it's always been, which is incredibly comfortable. The next morning, you guys are ready to set off. Off to Port Tuvas.
5: Yay. As as we go to leave, like on our, our way out of town, can I stop at uh the I guess the, the Alchemist Brothers. <laughs> Um, and just ask them if there's any like extra errands they'd like us to run that they might be willing to any any side jobs that they need taken care of while we're out.
0: They ask where you're going.
5: Uh, we're we're heading out towards Port Tuvas. Uh,
0: with that, they sort of uh, get a little jolly and go, "Yes, yes, fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. Yes." brother fetch the thing the other no wait the fourth thing yes that thing of course Uh, a moment later the brother that has went and fetched the fourth thing returns with the fourth thing it seems to be a sort of leather bag with a tube extended from it that ends in a sort of hollowed needle of bone and they sort of hand this to you and go fill this bag with blood blue blood the blue blood of rich people. Okay. There is a fat, old, powerful, rich people in this city that wish to understand how to make their blood not crap at being blood. Huh. Okay. All. All right. Oh, and if you find a unicorn, kill it.
7: <laughs> and don't forget to kill Hitler. Right. <laughs> a,
5: a unicorn? Are are there many
0: unicorns in in Felvin Forest? Ah, don't know. But if there is, and you find one, kill it. Its horn is incredibly magical and steeped with power.
5: Do. Do we have to kill it? Can we just take the horn?
0: Oh, if you take the horn, the unicorn will die. Oh. Mm. Huh. Its hooves are Don't good go too. Up for killing unicorn, guys. <laughs> oh yes, right, brother. The hooves are good too. Bring the hooves.
5: All right. So, so you want blue blood from a rich person? Unicorn horn and unicorn hooves.
0: Well, actually, if you could just... If you kill the unicorn, just bring the whole thing back. Oh. Okay.
5: And... And would, would
0: you pay us for this? Uh... Yeah, yes. No, absolutely. Okay. Well... Handsomely, even.
5: We'll we'll see what we can do, but we'll, we'll probably be able to get some of this stuff.
0: Sure. Even if you can't find any of it, just bring us the fourth thing back. Okay. That we can definitely do. Good.
5: Expensive. It looks like it. I guess I'll just walk... A little perplexed out of their store with the fourth thing. Okay. Mutter, I probably should have checked the the blacksmith. That would have been a less weird errand.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I like the weird ones.
2: (laughs) All right.
5: Anybody else have things they want to check into?
6: No. No. Um. I'm good.
7: I would like to go to a general. Is there like a jewelry store? Certainly. will sell this hunk of copper.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So you go to a jeweler, and they inquire why you why you think they'd be able to buy that large of a hunk of copper. And they point you towards uh, either the bank, the mint, or a smithy.
6: Well, fine. All right.
7: Maybe they were making some jewelry out of it or something.
0: But they, they don't have the furnaces to reduce that much copper.
7: Uh, making me cut out the middle man for them. See how it is. Uh, I go to a smithy.
0: The smithy welcomes you uh, after you tell them that you want to try and sell the copper hunk. He sort of eyes it over rather quickly and says, Well, this is quite pure copper. Where did you get it from?
7: Oh, you know, just uh, that place I'm pulling up my map to look at (laughs) Maru's bed. Yes! Maru's bed.
0: Oh, fantastic. Their copper veins are... I should have recognized it. It, They're always high-quality metal. Yes, of course. I could certainly buy this from you. Uh, I could probably part with about 65 gold for it? Mm, 65 gold? Can't come up a little more than that? Well, at that point, I could just go to the marketplace and purchase it, I'm afraid.
6: Mmm...
0: I guess. To save me the walk to the marketplace, I can do 70. How about that?
7: Yeah, 70 sounds good.
0: Sort of takes the large hunk of iron, or copper, and gives you a little satchel of 70 gold. I suppose Uh, he just hands you 7 platinum.
7: I have 70 gold. Yeah. Don't bring platinum into this.
0: What? No? Hate yeah. hey,
7: Platinum.
5: Platinum's at least easy. Oh.
3: You, you better make sure to just give it to him in Electrum then. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, yeah. You get 170 Electrum. Fuck you.
7: <laughs> well, pleasure doing business, and I'll leave.
0: All right. any other business in the capital while you guys are here? I'm good. I'm
4: good. Um, Just real quick, don't we normally get like funds from Chet? Yeah. Did we get any? No. Hmm. No, he's mad at us.
5: You save a few innocent guards and all of a sudden... We're the disobedient
4: employees. <clears throat> um, before we leave, I want to, um, like, next time we run into one of the Tiefling sisters. Yeah. Um, I just want to bring it up that it would certainly speed our journey.
0: what would speed your journey
4: uh funds um is are there do we am i gonna run into the tiefling sister
0: oh okay um yeah as you guys sort of well no no, no not in the city no can i can i look for
4: her for for one of them around the like our quarters
0: and the administrative buildings sure uh, to which you find the cyan-eyed sister.
4: All right. Um, I'm going to just say uh, uh, greetings. Um, it's been a little while. Um, we are just returning. Uh, we've returned from our trip to Portland, Voss, and the lake?
0: Yes, yes, yes. And you are mm-hmm. on your way to Port Tuvas, yes?
4: Oh, I can you say that again?
0: She says you are on your way to Port Tuvas, correct?
4: Uh, yes. Um, and on this new assignment for Chet, I, I understand he wasn't pleased with us, but um, we want to do a good job on this next one and certainly you know, funding to bribe people who need to be bribed or or purchase supplies, you know, uh, this would make quite a big difference. Um, is this something you could arrange for us?
0: I'll be honest with you. I'm actually supposed to be your forward intel for when you arrive to Port Tuvas. There's not much I can do before I have to leave the capital. But I suppose... That would be something you need to talk to Chet about directly, but considering what I know about how he feels about you all right now, I can't imagine he would part with anything he doesn't consider absolutely essential for your success.
4: Well, I mean, I I understand, but a couple hundred gold seems like nothing to to Chet. I, I don't... I feel like this is... You know, not necessarily something that we need to bother him about. Um, In the past, um, you and your sisters have, you know, had the authority to to aid us in, in similar manners. Could you direct us to one of your sisters if you are too busy?
0: I'm not too busy, but. It must be. All right. Here's what I can do for you. I have a couple hundred gold but I will have to get it replaced for my own expenses before I leave the capital. I can give it to you now, but I'm going to be honest with you. If it comes back to bite me, it won't be biting me. Do you understand?
4: Um, certainly. I, I mean, if, if this is a loan, then, you know, don't worry about it. We're just, you know, we're, employees and servants and we just want to do a good job seems petty
0: to to withhold you know s- such necessary supplies she sort of waves her hand and goes listen to me dear you don't have to sell me on your needs but you all just pulled on the yoke and so is
4: that what cattle are supposed to do though
0: pull yokes <laughs> sorry no that. you're right i'm trying to think of like a way other than, like, biting the hand to say that you guys, like, fucked up. So, let's just go with that. Sure. Anyway, so, she says, it's not a loan, but it is kind of a, I'm going to go take my needs for my expenses out of the coffers of the capital where I get them normally, and if Chet notices more money missing than he's expecting to find missing, I will point out that I gave you this money because you said you needed it.
4: Um okay, that seems fair. We will um I will record and get receipts for everything we spend it on and um you know, so we, we can produce that it was not for you know ale and women. It was for business expenses.
0: Uh, do whatever you think you need to do to make this as easy on him as you think it needs to be. But sure. Here. And she gives you a sack, a small uh, coin purse with uh, 300 gold in it.
4: Appreciated.
0: Be careful. He will never raise his hand to you all, but he might do everything just shy of it.
4: Um, thank you.
0: And with that, she sort of turns away and... ...walks back towards the palace grounds.
4: Okay. Um, is everybody with me for that exchange? Or... If not, I just tell people what happened. Okay. Okay. Because, like, we have to feed our mounts. We have to buy potions... We have to pay for ins like this is a job. We do it. I mean, we're not. We're not doing charity here anyway. Yeah, cool.
7: We were asking for money this whole time. What? (laughs) Were, Were we asking Chet for money the previous time? And I've just been like completely out of the loop on that.
4: No, we're not getting paid, but we do every time he's offered us um, money for expenses. Right? Oh. Right? Am I crazy? Kind of. And, no, he's given us money.
0: Well, yeah, he has, but with no regularity.
4: What? Well, I mean, yeah, I think, like the first time. No, he, he just starting out. And we've only been back to the capital, like, what, like, yeah, this would be the third time. And he has, I think, the other times.
5: I mean, like, four times, but one of those, we didn't really come here willingly.
0: Oh, well, that doesn't count.
7: The matter with the (laughs) Aboleth doesn't count.
0: Yeah. We don't talk about the (laughs) Aboleth. Well, I mean, yeah, like money was not and, supposed and to be. To be fair, like a our party kid.
4: was dirt poor. Like, we couldn't have done our jobs without gold. Well, hope we had some money. Had. We stopped you from being a pancake. Anyway, yeah. that's. I'm good with that.
0: Okay. All right, so you all head westbound to Port Tuvas. Yeah. Yep. It's a 5-day travel. Cool.
5: My guess was right.
0: Uh do you guys have uh food for that? Yes, I do.
2: Um yeah, I should spend some gold to get uh a couple days more rations. We'll do that before we head up.
7: I've been given so many rations as quest rewards throughout the storyline, I've been good so far. Right?
5: I'm good. Yep, I will be yeah, okay. I'm good.
6: good.
0: All right, so you guys travel for two days completely unabated, and by the way, if, if it wasn't said already, those of you that were suffering one stage of exhaustion are no longer suffering that stage of exhaustion
6: Yay. Uh,
0: after your guys' stay in your personal quarters. Uh, after two days on the road, you guys come to the sort of intersection that leads south towards Lake Felmas. Uh, And after that intersection a little bit, you find yourself uh, at a tavern at a rather tavern time. Uh, It's probably just as much as anything other than a tavern. It's probably just a sort of uh, bed and breakfast off the side of the road. But it is a sizable two-story building with a stable to it. And uh, you can hear the sounds of songs being sang inside and just overall mirth. It is evening. You guys may stay there or you may carry on through the night.
7: Hmm. Hmm. My vote is for staying here for the night, guys.
5: It kind of depends on how much it costs to stay here for the night.
2: Yeah. Well, Can we get um, our bard to go see if she can play for a room for us for the night?
0: Is the bard willing to do that? Well,
2: I've never seen Vala turn down an opportunity for an audience, so can we just assume that she would be fine with it?
0: Um, well, what we can do is other role play until that sort of has to come to a head so you all put your mounts to stable you can see that the stable is almost brimming with people's mounts already and uh with some of the oddities that you all stuff in there including chesapeake well the stable's borderline full
2: Mm. no room for jesus
6: (laughs) god damn
0: damn it All right, so you guys go in, and as you open the doors to enter the tavern, uh, you're awashed with what you had heard from the outside. The laughter, songs, and merriment wake through the tavern's walls, and uh, there seems to already be a bard at play. Uh, you are all quickly asked if you wouldn't mind waiting a few moments for a table to be cleaned for you and you all sort of take in the moment. And with that, we're gonna go ahead and take another five minute break. All right, now with uh, some ending music. So the tavern is quite rambunctious. It's it's got a fair amount of people in it. Like I said, there's already uh, a bard at play. The spirits are high and the cups are equally full. So uh, you guys, after a small break, are, are, are escorted to a sizable table for your party to sit at and are already brought a round of ale um, and then asked if you all are staying the night, staying for dinner, or staying just for a couple of rounds of drinks. Uh, staying the night.
4: Yeah, we'd like to stay the night.
0: The, in... the bouncy barmaid sort of smiles uh as wide as her hips and goes lovely is it for the entire party of you that'll be a gold apiece." Yep.
4: it 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 would be for for the lot of us um but um i see you have a bard but you don't have the best bard i would um play such drinking songs, I'm sure, uh, it would increase your your drink sales for the evening. I would uh, be happy to happy to play for you in, in exchange for uh, dinners and a night stay for me and some
0: of my friends. She smiles and says. I'll bring you all another round while you finish this first one. Get your coin together to pay for the night, but I can see if I can make the costs for the meals and the ale disappear, provided you, well, outplay the other bar. I'll go speak to the ke- to the keep. Yeah, that sounds lovely.
7: Oh my god, battle of bands!
0: I know, I'm so excited. So she sort of. Yeah trots along until you realize that she is not just trotting along metaphysically, but is indeed trotting. She is some manner of satyr. Oh. Uh, so she comes back maybe five minutes later after serving a couple of other people and uh, rounds up your guys' finished cups of ale. Uh, and puts down another rack of um, ale mugs on the table, one for each of you. And she says, well, whenever you're willing, you can step up and, and see if your music is indeed superior, my good lady.
4: Uh, uh, thank you.
0: But um... for now, I can take those cult, the, the coin for your room so I can secure it.
7: Uh, I hand her a fistful of the gold coins that would pay for everything. You're a nice boy. All right. Um,
4: if you, I, I'm, gonna offer the, uh, the well, I'm going to offer the the waitress, I'm um, going to write down six gold for rooms at, I'm going to write down the inn. I'm going to ask her if she could please um, sign her name or put her mark uh, next to that as we are tracking our expenses.
0: She smiles and does and complies, <laughs> but she only writes like sort of. A very curvaceous, um, almost like a hoofmark, U, with sure. a K next to it.
4: I feel like it's rude to assume people are literate in this in this
0: world, too, so... It, it, not so much <laughs> that, but she's probably not very willing to just give you her name.
4: I mean, sure, okay.
0: Listen, there's a lot of fey folk
5: in these woods, right? Names have whole tons of power here. Thank and confirm. I'm amazed that I haven't been, like, possessed or something so
0: far. (laughs) Who would get possessed? That's weird. Yeah, who's silly enough
2: to get close enough to the
0: But, uh, so she takes the six gold from Pohokwe, and she says, well, when I bring you all your third round, just after that will be your meal, and then I'll have your room key with the meal. All right? Sounds great and she turns back to the crowd of the din that is this tavern. And uh, yeah, so you can go up and challenge the other bard at any time. All
4: right. Um, I'm gonna, I, I don't wanna be too rude, but um, I'm gonna go up to the bard at the, the break in the next song. And um, say like, "Hey, you really want to give him a the
0: show? Let's uh, let's do a, a battle of the bards. He knows the etiquette, and he's down for the game. Cool. He knows what's at stake, and he's willing to fight for it through song. Make a performance check. Cool. Um. Uh, 25. Right. After two songs, one yours, one his, and then a duet where you guys play together, he concedes the the the, the sort of stage to you. And as everyone sort of boos and cheers in accordance to whether or not they like that decision, uh, he knows what he's been best in. And uh, as he raises his last free ale for the night to you and downs it, puts it face down on the edge of the stage and wanders out the door into the night.
4: Sweet. Um, I feel like it's been forever since I've used it. So I was gonna use enthralling performance, but I guess I didn't need to. But um, yeah, cool. I play my heart out.
0: Yeah. So the night is lovely wonderful and homely. The ale is cool, the meat and bread and cheese, and food is delicious and plentiful. Uh, There's no 100 eggs, unfortunately.
7: It's fine. I didn't ask for them anyway.
6: Okay.
0: (laughs) But everyone has a lovely time. It's kind of a pleasant change of pace from the constant work, work, work you guys have been exposed to, you all can sort of breathe in a night's relaxation that isn't just a peaceful night under the stars, but seeing the the different people of this tavern reminds you kind of what you're fighting for in all this, after a weird fascination. You look around and you see elves and humans and the occasional dwarf, a tiefling and two dragonborn. People from all over Felwyn Forest have gathered in a weird place like this. And for one night, you're all from the same place, this tavern. Kind of warms you up just a little bit. But eventually, like all things, a night comes to its close. The music starts to die down. The people start to wander out. You hear the gallops of the stable empty as the night goes on some people wander upstairs for the night never to be seen again and not too long after those sort of sim- symptoms come to pass the saddest part of all the last call and with that you all are bid to not you well i guess you can stay here huh <laughs> But like anything else, a pleasant night comes to an end. And you guys find yourselves in varying states of intoxication face down in the pillow of your innkeep room. With maybe one of you face down on the floorboards. <laughs> and with that, we'll end tonight in a lovely long session that I really enjoyed as much as I hope everyone else did. I have been and continue to be your host and Dungeon Master Kenny with me, my entire magnificent party of the Paradise campaign such as our bard,
4: Hey, this is Lauren. It's been
0: fun. Our barbarian. Hey, it's Pokey. See you next time.
5: Our fighter. Hey, this has been Nick as Nalos. Thanks for listening.
0: Our druid.
3: This is Clay Correct. See you next week.
2: Our rogue. All
0: right, this is Lise. I've been Leonardo. Thank you for listening. And our no longer quite so tormented warlock. Hey, it's
1: Cody playing your boy Necro. See you next week.
0: Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.